Welcome to CQ, CGSW's quarterly magazine-style podcast series featuring segments from CGSW volunteers, programmers, and staff revolving around a different topic each time. This issue's topic is local and features a number of talented programmers and volunteers sharing their own locally-focused segments. Starting off this episode, we have an interview from Nash, the host of Conectate con Nash, our Spanish language program airing Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Here's Nash's interview with a local film director who was recently nominated for an Oscar for their animated short. This is Nash Chaparro. You can tune in every Sunday at 11 a.m. on CGSW 90.9 FM to connect with Nash. If you enjoy listening to Spanish or just want to learn Spanish, remember every Sunday at 11 a.m. Conectate con Nash. Hey, I'm sure everyone knows about the Academy Awards. It's the most prestigious awards ceremonies in the film industry, and it recognizes excellence in various categories, such as Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, among other categories. The ceremony is eagerly awaited by movie fans and industry professionals alike as it celebrates the best of the best in the film industry each year. The Oscar ceremony is typically held in February or March, and it's broadcast live on television to millions of viewers around the world. This year, we were very excited to see Kilgarians Amanda Forbes and Wendy Tilby with their project, The Flying, the Flying Sailor. And like I said, this is their third nomination. Can you believe that? If you haven't had the chance to watch this amazing project, um, you can find it on nfp.ca, The Flying Sailor. We were at an event and we were so excited to talk to them and get to know about their experience and all that. So stay tuned. Okay, so very proud to be here in Calgary with a nominated project uh, to the to the Academy. And we are so proud. And I want to talk to you about the importance of sharing and um, giving the importance to local artists in the film industry. So just want to, want to know your thoughts on new projects on uh, younger generations. And specifically now that we're focusing on film, that they're investing so much, the province is investing so much and all that. So what are your thoughts? on that well it's really basic in that you have to uh, provide a role model people need role models they need to know it can happen in their hometown that they can do these things because somehow it always remains abstract unless there's somebody right in front of you who's done something that that you've admired and so that's how we nurture talent is is uh, by having examples out there and and that's starting to happen I, we've got a ways to go you know we're not exactly for animation we're not exactly a big animation center yet but we have potential people just need to see it happening 
I love how humble you are. So this is the third nomination in your projects in your career. We all dream as filmmakers, and I consider myself as well a filmmaker. Um, but that's our biggest dream, to be nominated and to be recognized and, and put in the same level as world-known filmmakers. So um, how does it feel? Is it different to the first nomination to this one that it's a third project? I can't remember the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is different um, for two reasons. You know, obviously, um, I mean, it's still just as exciting and it's uh, we're still very surprised. And, you know, every time you make a film, there's absolutely no assumption it's going to be nominated. But the first time, it was um, kind of uh, such a new experience and it was just surreal to be to be in that world and to experience it and this time at least we know a little bit of what we're getting into right. having said that though the the world has changed you know the, the first time we were nominated it was in the year 1999 or 2000 um, and I was nominated once before that in 1992 and the world was so different the media there just wasn't as much of it people weren't photographing people there was no digital photography there was no internet there were no podcasts um, no social media and now um, like the last uh, couple months since since our nomination less than that actually uh, we have been non-stop doing press and talking to people and um, going to events and that sort of thing. And so it's kind of, it's crazy. It's actually um, almost unbelievable. It's like it's like there's this uh, world out there that is just hungry, hungry for, for content. the content and the information. And I mean, it's exciting. I mean, it's interesting. And I'm always interested in hearing about filmmakers and all that sort of thing too. But it's, there's just so much more of it now. I know, and there is hunger, as you mentioned, for inspiration, right? Like, we feed on so much inspiration, motivation, and seeing local people succeed, and I know you're very humble, uh, but it's a big deal for everyone and everyone that is in the film industry. So I want to thank you. And now going into uh, The Flying Sailor. I was touched. Um, it took me in a tunnel kind of way. That's how I describe it. And it, it was like I was immersed in the experience. It touched me and I talked a lot and we mentioned this on the radio show, but we talked about being, uh, feeling vulnerable, right. right? And how fast life goes by. It's almost like blinking. Um, but I want to know from your point of view, because I think it was very touching and very emotional. Was that your intention? Like to Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It, it, um, I've seen a couple of times sort of accusations that we have a hard time setting the tone, but we actually wanted to put the touching and painful right up against the humor. So we wanted you to laugh, but we also simultaneously wanted you to feel um, the sadness of what's happened, the sadness of this guy's life Melancholy. passing, and the sadness of our own lives passing, the sadness when we all experience some... Terrible event that disrupts our lives completely. We we wanted you to feel all those things at once because that's how it works, right? You're, you're not you don't just have one single emotion in any circumstance. It's always this unbelievable <laughs> stew pot of of feelings. And so yes, absolutely, we wanted to make it um, hopefully a poignant experience because we're talking about the hard part of life, and and a lot of life is hard, mm -hmm. but a lot of hardness of life and the poignancy. 
if you're in one of those situations, often those um, moods are leavened or broken by humor. People often use humor at funerals and at, yes. at, in, in difficult situations. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. And so we, you know, we were not in any way avoiding that combination. We wanted, we embraced it. We yeah. wanted it. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. And I find, I don't know if this is just my point of view, but the, the explosion, that whole thing could be for this particular project, an explosion, but for every person could be a different part Absolutely. in life, right? Yeah. Uh, whichever it is, whatever you're going through, it whatever can be. Whatever your explosion yes, exactly. Whatever yes. that moment nice. in life that you're just... You got up that morning, you went through the day thinking it was going to go a certain way and something happens and it's, it could just be a bit of news. It could be just a, you know, a, 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 a fight with your, you know, your spouse or something like that, but that, and everything shifts and it's, and it's, um, and it could, and it's, I mean, you know, we, the explosion really is a, a metaphor for sort of the life's calamities, but it's, it's when life gets defined as before and after, like, oh, you know. That was before that happened, you know, and and, uh, and it and um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, it's it's that's what it's about. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, just to finish our our small segment, short segment. What would you say to Calgary um, if Calgary is listening and after this nomination and, and after sharing such an emotional project, what can you say to Calgary? Well, I, I think. Thanks. I, I, you know, we've had so much support. We have such a great community, and we just have so many people enthusiastically engaged in what we do and behind us. Um, it's very touching, wouldn't you say? I, yeah, well, ab- absolutely. I mean, um, since uh, we since we knew we were nominated and we had a very short time to get ready, um, and we were traveling between here and L.A., Sort of three times within a month, really, and we had to figure out what to wear and all, all that sort of thing. And we ended up through this really interesting uh, labyrinth. Yes. Yeah, la- labyrinth of. Um, I mean, really, it was in the dog park. We met somebody who knew somebody who was a stylist who helped us source <laughs> the tuxedos that we ended up getting made. That we, and then we and then this woman, this fabulous woman, Crystal McKenzie, helped us. Um, you know, she got us some shoes, and she just she just sourced everything. Got it. She was so fantastic. And then they were and generous and and, and, um, and and Eleanor who lent us some jewelry, and we we just had so much help, and it was so heartwarming. I mean, yeah. we, we weren't expecting that. We just, um, but it was it was lovely, and that's a Calgary thing. Well, and, and then and then on top of that. Uh, friends uh, got together at the Cold Garden. So the Cold Garden had an Oscar party, and they had a, they painted a giant life-size sailor that you could pose by. Yeah. And there were tons of people in there, and they watched the Oscar show, and they booed when we didn't win. Oh, <laughs> and they drank wow. beer, and they had a great time. And, you know, our whole neighborhood was out. A whole bunch of people were out. And you just think, who does that? It's just... That's just Calgary. Isn't it great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. I love it. Well- Up next, we have a segment from Matea, host of Strange Attractors, airing on CGSW every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Hello there, dearest listener. I invite you to join me for a walk. A walk sure-footed past a familiar threshold. 
narrowly missing that chip in the baseboard that had tripped you up three times previously. Maybe share a moment, with hands wrapped around a mug, a chip in the lip, and an awkward fit somewhere between two and three fingers in the handle. Maybe there's the smell of freshly roasted coffee lingering in your hair hours later. Maybe sometimes it's slow. Smiles and nods, muscle memory. But maybe other times it's rapid and explosive. Rocket-fueled synapses and sweaty temples. A promise to return. But overall, it's always you. It's that perfect balance between chaos and calm. It's those same birds calling in the distance. That same path torn apart by ever-expanding ice. The way the sun, or maybe the moon, caresses your face, welcoming you back. And it's special when you've lived the life of an outsider, and when your skin never quite fit right onto your shoulders, and when your heart used to beat out of your chest at the thought of coming here, of being here. But the space welcomes you. Those friendly smiles turn to friendly laughs, turn to stories shared. And through the cracks seeps this treasured time. The life of a local, of a regular. The ceremony of a usual order. Little glimpses of magic, the sorcery of ordinary lives. And I invite you, dearest listener, to take me for a walk to show me and those around you these glimpses of ordinary magic that make you feel at home. And maybe while you're at it, we can share a little magic of our own. This next segment coming up on CQ was recorded and produced by our volunteer coordinator, Christy and features one of our hardworking volunteers, Joel, talking about his experiences volunteering at one of the best local music festivals, Folkfest. I found out about Folkfest from my mom and my sister. Only missed two years and I'm a veteran with the Folk Fest. Since 2000, picking up the garbage and all that, yeah, we have to do that like around like the main stage and the stage that's closer to like Eau Claire. Now what we do for the environment crew is we set out uh, stands and we have to go and man them. A few people have to, and we have to rotate. We have to stay there for like the duration of like the main stages, the side stages, and show people what goes in each of the bins. We have the blue bins, which is for recycling, um, cardboard, plastic, that type of thing. And then we have the green bin, that is totally compostable. And the black bin is for garbage, and it's basically how 
we have it at home, but just on a bigger scale. Once we're done, we just go back to the compound that we're at over by the city, the Calgary, city of Calgary facility. That's where we uh, set up our environment crew. On uh, haven't had lunch yet, you just go let them know and then you go over to the hospitality tent and you have to make sure that you have your volunteer badge because they will not let you in otherwise. Uh, there's not a lot of people that like to do that type of work and all that, so they want to do something different. And I've seen a lot of people go come and go from the Enviro crew, and I've stayed on. The Folk Fest has got uh, license for the beer garden now, so that everyone can like just walk around. Before it used to be very closed off and that and you just you couldn't go out of it and um, that was like in the past but now it's you can do that but you cannot take it off of the island like you drink off the island because if you do police will catch you and we will we have the, the police walking around but also like our own folk fest uh, security in 2021, I got to go back and uh, and volunteer with them. And I've, uh, well, when I was with them and uh, got something new that they tried with me is like, uh, I got shift lead from off of the coordinators that are like there to take out the new people and show them like what we do. It's very community oriented and uh, we uh, depend on the volunteers that go through the Folk Fest. It's been like that uh, since I, I started, and it's just grown. Seen a lot of people come and go, different people, and all that, and uh, throughout the years. But it's somewhere uh, where you can enjoy a family and also like the in, the grounds and listen to music and go set set up your blanket by them at the main stage and then just sit there and then just walk around and all that it, but you have also have to um, ready for the weather because at any time during the folk fest you, we can get what's called thunderstorms and sometimes we have had to cancel them like uh, well postpone the folk fest until like it passes because of the lightning and the hail sometimes. I've seen the CGSW tent like when I've been volunteering and walking around and then like, I just found out about the this opportunity about volunteering with CGSW through uh, one of my support workers at class. They're both music oriented and that's how we got to where I am now. out this episode of CGSW Quarterly, we have Nash with another quick interview featuring the founder of Chic Geek, a local tech organization helping build gender diversity in the tech industry.
everyone, this is Nastra Paro and I'm very happy to be here with you today talking about this amazing organization that I just got to know, Chick Geek. I was at an amazing event, Women in Tech, and I got to meet so many women and it was just a very inspirational uh, place that I was at. It was my first year. So I decided why not talk to the organizers. Chick Geek and get to know a little bit more about their organization and what is it that they're doing because I know they are sharing stories, sharing stories about women in tech, about their processes and what they've been through, what is it like to be in that world, also making connections and oh my god so much that they're doing. Follow them on their social media, get to know them and get to share everything that they're doing. Stay tuned because I'm sure you will enjoy this. So we're at this amazing event and uh, the organizers are Chick Geek and we are here with Kylie, sorry if I, Kylie? Kylie, yes. Kylie. And um, she's going to tell us about this amazing project and how it supports local talent. Okay, so tell us about uh, Chick Geek. So Chic Geek is a nonprofit that was started right here in Calgary. We exist to build gender diversity in technology mm -hmm. by supporting intermediate women to stay and advance through their careers. We want to see and position Calgary as one of the most diverse, talentful communities for tech companies across Canada. Great. And there is, uh, I know we're all about technology right now, right? And and we want to push Calgary to be one uh, world leader in, in this industry. So how do you see Calgary currently? I would say that we are nascent in our kind of tech journey, but we have a lot of the right ingredients here. We have so much ecosystem, government, private support that we're headed in the right direction. It's just a matter of time before we get there. And what about uh, the chick part? What about the, the, the girl part, the, the woman? Um, because I can see, and we're at a major event, there's so many uh, women in here, and they're all in, um, in, in the industry of technology, different areas, but there's so much, and sometimes we miss it, and only when we have these big hubs is when we notice how many women are involved in this industry. So I'm sure because you are in that world, you can tell us more about this. 10 years ago, when Shikik started, you would not have seen an event with this many women in tech. So this is a really big win and speaks to the growth and diversity of our talent ecosystem here in Calgary, which is very exciting. And, you know, it is so important for women's voices to be shaping the technology that we use every day. Otherwise, we're going to risk losing our voice and shaping our future. That's why we're gathering here today. What would you say to younger uh, women that are looking to get into this industry and aren't sure because there is a lot of women that and I see it in my industry as well. Um, most uh, most people involved in technology, or at least two or three years, or maybe even five years, were men. So what would you say to younger generations that are looking, especially women, that are looking to get into this world? 
If you are looking for a career where you're going to have impact, where you can work in your community, help the lives of others, technology is a conduit to do that. So we often see young girls looking to careers like healthcare, teaching, very frontline types of roles, but we don't realize that technology is also a way to achieve even greater impact. So if that's something that interests young girls, I would say this is the space they need to be in. Nice. And just to invite everyone, because I know this is this is an event that you're looking to continue and all that, where can they find more information about these type of events? They can visit our website, which is thechicgeek.ca. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nash. That's all for this first issue of CJSW Quarterly, aka CQ. Make sure to tune in for the next episode in July, which will have a brand new topic. And if you want to add your own segment into future episodes, whether it's a song, an interview, a poem, or anything else that relates to the upcoming topic of nature, email podcast at CGSW to find out how. Thanks for listening.